0: welcome you in to another episode of inside boxing live 10 out of 10 taylor swift fans recommend and listen to this very podcast that's because i'm joined every single week by former 140 pound champion chris Algieri. i of course am dan canobio chris it's super bowl week it's always super bowl week in the boxing world but it's super bowl (laughs) week in the sports world how are you i'm good i'm good i i uh Like
1: most years, uh, I forget when Super Bowl is because I don't really care. Mm. And um, this year, more than ever, I
0: don't care. So it's the Chiefs versus the the 49ers. It's this Sunday. This is a boxing podcast. But this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. And if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly with bonus bets. That's DraftKings Sportsbook app. And go ahead and download it right now. Use code IBL. New customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. That's the official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code IBL. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net. If you're in New York, you can call 877 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y in Connecticut. Help is available for a gambling problem, call eight. 8- Eight eight seven eight nine seven seven seven, or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age rarities by jurisdiction. You're going to go ahead and avoid that in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com football for eligibility, deposits, restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Hey, Dan, you're getting better at that, bud. Yeah, I'm so good at reading. I thought you were just drinking red sauce right there. No, no, no. I got a little uh, liquid IV nice. action going on here.
0: Okay. All right. Algeria had himself a weekend.
1: Yeah. Yes, I did. And I worked out this morning, so I'm just trying to catch we're, up. Okay.
0: All right. You know who catch had out. themselves a weekend? Where do we want to start? There's a lot going on in the boxing world. There's yes. a lot going on in, in the sport that we love. Um we can talk about Conor Ben, who stepped into the ring. We can talk about Bewazi and Dan Aziz. We can talk about Better and Be Bevel well fighting on June first. But the biggest story, in my opinion, Chris Tyson Fury, yeah. Alexander Usyk, on Friday it was off because of the cut suffered over the eye of Tyson Fury in sparring from what looked like is an elbow so on friday into saturday morning it is chaos on the timeline boxing fans are saying see i told you so see this fight's never gonna happen are they ever gonna step in the ring june july august is Hergovic gonna step in and fight Usyk? is fury gonna retire until saturday afternoon when our boy ariel helwani of all people on the mma hour got all the parties in there got Usyk in there uh, and his manager got our guy turkey his excellency in there uh with tyson fury And his excellency was spitting. He was on a roll. He goes, May 18th, fight's happening. Fury Usyk, I'm going to add an even bigger fight to the undercard, which already has Maris Breedis uh, trying to get his title back from Jai Opatai. He he says, on June 1st, better be us fighting b-ball. And then he says, on top of it, Fury and Usyk, if one guy pulls out, he has to pay the other $10 million. It was quite the interview. So he went from this fight being off. This fight maybe not happening to now May eighteenth. Fury and Usyk, that's the timeline. Chris, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, it
1: makes sense that we start with the bad news first because it is the biggest news around. Um, and, and like it, it, it hit us with a with a flurry the other day, and we were both like, ah, oh. was, Friday was a sad day. Not only Plus, did that fight get announced off, Carl Weathers passed away, the great Apollo Creed. Yep, R.I.P. Um, R. so yeah, that Friday was a was was bad news on top of bad news, insult to injury. Um, but there's a little bit of shining light because of, because of his excellency really, really putting, putting these guys to breast tax, man. I, I, I like it. I, I like that. He's pushing back. Like, listen, man, he's like, I'm going to put on these shows. I'm going to pay you a ton of money. You can't be doing this shit. Like you can't just pull out of fights, which Tyson Fury has done before. Listen, cuts are cuts. Cuts happen. It, it It's, it's not crazy that has happened. It just sucks. It was so close. And it's such a big fight. Um, so you know you can't really knock that if it if it is a real cut. We have, there, Oh there come are, on, Chris. there are there are
0: some there are some don't, speculations. Don't there be are some, that oh, guy. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, You're gonna I'm put the gonna tin hat on. You're gonna put the tinfoil, the tinfoil hat tinfoil on.
1: Tinfoil hat on. Yeah baby. Yeah baby. It's
0: my, a cut. My, my, I saw it. Hat. But did you have it's, we seen see, it? I, he was on the he was on camera with the with in that interview and it was all cut. it was stitched up. I mean they saw the mm-hmm, cut mm-hmm. uh that he posted on social media. That was nasty. Yeah, As- let's just assume o- it was
1: let's just assume it was a cut. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm again, I'm tinfoil hatting, but um, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, fight, you're fights- not the
0: only person. I mean, this I know that's,
1: awesome. that's why I mentioned it, because I was reading quite a bit of people that were right. like, no, this fight was never going to happen anyway. Yes. This is just this is happening for a reason. Um, But listen, I, I I always lean towards the fighters themselves. And listen, you get cut, you get cut. It happens. Pauli Malignaggi, our buddy, he uh, he had something similar happen to him. He was actually going to fight on the undercard uh, when I fought Amir Khan in brooklyn it would have been the only fight uh card that we fought on the same Mm. card together and he got cut badly from a southpaw elbow so when when did that come at what point of the training camp oh it was within a couple it was a couple weeks similar 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 time frame it happens that's when the most intense sparring is so does this happen yes is is it also a uh sparring partner where you got a a righty and and an orthodox i'm sorry a, a, a southpaw and an orthodox competing yeah and and elbows headbutts those things happen headbutts aren't as common because you've got headgear on and most headgear have a pretty mm-hmm. pretty protruding padding here but elbows man those are not covered and when you have a southpaw orthodox position a lot of times guys are there you're 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 coming in throwing that jab and and that those long bones of the forearm can be sharp and when you got a tough sparring session and and i'm sure what Tyson Fury's game plan is to be rough and be on the inside and and, and moving his guys around it's very, very um, uh, tricky that there, there
0: could essentially be you know cutting. It, it's he got cut. So. Yeah, good point. Good points there. Um, just to go back one second for the conspiracy theories out there, like those exist. Like this is boxing. Oh, yeah? we've, we've been oh, yeah. disappointed so many times. Uh, we've heard of events being canceled because of uh, bad ticket sales. Or events being canceled because of fighter. Uh, it's just not ready for it, or mentally, physically. We've seen that with Fury, so I understand some of the Fury criticism that I've seen on the timeline and seen thrown my way. Over, uh, when the cut was announced and the fight was off, I, I I understand that. I understand, like this is a guy that you know has you know, lied in the past, who has left mm-hmm. the sport, who has been accused of everything. I understand that, but for for once, I feel like yeah, this dude legitimately got cut in the eye but that's the case when you had so many past transgressions that these fans are just not going to give you the benefit of the doubt anymore they're pretty tired uh with his whole act but we're getting it may 18th and i want to um talk about sparring and what goes on with sparring close to a fight you know when i got this news i was in orlando for a zone card and i was calling it with nonito Donaire, and i was like hey nonito like how close to the fight did you spar and he said, "Close, you know, two weeks. You know, you want to peak. You want to peak at the right time. You want to peak two weeks. And you can you could attest this way better than I could. You want to peak two weeks. Some fight, uh, guys want to peak a week before. So, how common is it for for a fighter? In Fury's case, this was 13 days uh, or 15 days b- before the fight. Maybe he would have stopped. That would have been his last training session because you do want to peak heading in uh, to the fight.
1: Yeah, and and aside from peaking, it's about timing." Right. So and you you don't want to get stale when you're not sparring. You don't have punches coming at you. And you don't have to uh, be competitive. And that's what sparring is. Sparring is, is, is competitive. Uh, I would usually stop sparring uh, earlier in my career, one week. So I would spar pretty close. Um, and then later on for my bigger fights, 10 days. So um, yeah, I, I didn't like going two weeks without sparring, leading into a big fight, regardless of who the fight was. Um, but yeah, 10 days was usually where, where I was cutting it toward the end of my career. Um, Just because of these reasons, you know, you're also banged up during camp anyway, as you get, as you get to those last few weeks, um, you know, I always looked at sparring is sparring is everything. So I'm building up conditioning to get to the point where we start our sparring. The bulk of camp is going to be surrounded around that sparring. And then once that's over, camp is pretty much closed. Then it's just making weight and just getting to the fight and make sure you can recover. Um, But Listen, some guys are guys are all different and, and the way they go about their sparring partners um, in terms of having really hard sparring or just working through certain things and more like touch sparring. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, I came up from New York and we spar hard and you, you want, you want to be able to deal with your reflexes. I was also a reflex fighter. So pulling my notch, I bring him up again. He was a guy, he talked, he's like, I need hard sparring. I need hard mm-hmm. sparring. Um, and you know, the guy I trained in California as well with Robert, Ox- uh, Robert Garcia in Oxnard, same thing, guys, we spar hard and yeah, some guys become a little more fragile as they get older. Or guys who have cuts, you got to be careful. But there's a lot of padding. There's extra he- different headgear you can wear. They have the bar headgear, which is a yeah. But should bar. he have
0: been the one? What was the one he was wearing? I don't
1: know. I didn't see. It looked the, like the
0: traditional one where it just was a circle. Open face. There. Yeah, yeah,
1: open probably an open face because it's really difficult to to get up in there. Um, and then also, as, the I, I, know, mentioned... I saw a video. The, 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 that that's not the video from this, right? The guy lands a left hook on the inside, and then, yeah, it's the video. That's the one? Yeah. All right. Well, that didn't look like an elbow. That looked like a left hook.
0: <laughs> I don't know what it was. Elbow, left hook, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it happened. Um, Now we can get to the, the part um, where people can be even more skeptical. We get to how this fight now, Fury Usyk is now May 18th, and yeah. we're about 90 days. Is that enough time for this no. cut to heal? No. The
1: traditional doctor's orders is you heal 1% per day, one day uh, per day for facial cuts. So you're looking at 100 days, so just over three months of no contact. And you need to, you know, first first couple first couple of days, I mean, the stitches don't stay in for very long. And you keep them in, you get it closed up, depending on how bad the cut is. And you do stitches on the inside and the outside, depending. That one looked meaty. It looked like it was into the meat of the eye. So there most likely was going to be stitches on the inside and the outside, which is going to close it and, uh, and help the healing process. It's only a couple of days that those stitches are in. They take those out, and then it just comes to just being careful, using salves, making making keep making sure that the, that cut doesn't get uh, infected. Because bacterial infections is really what hinders the healing process. Mm-hmm. But dude, you don't want to get cut. You don't want to get hit for a while.
0: So he's not going to do anything for two weeks, right? Three weeks. Uh you're
1: going to be no. Nah, I mean, first week, first. I'm talking week, about like you know, in terms of
0: sparring. Like he can stay. No, active. no, he's not going. No, he's not going to spar for right. months. He's not going to spar for for let's just say a month or two.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, that, that, that skin is not going to be as tough or as durable and and the risk of, of re-injuring and reopening that cut very high. That's what why he was we were, saying. Because what yeah, Fury was we saying about is about like,
0: that. I can, I can you know, I'm, I'm in great shape, so I'm going to continue to stay in really good shape by exercising this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I take a, a, a month or two, like 45 days off from any contact in terms of sparring, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even two months, and then that final, I pick it right back up uh, say, you know, mid-April, and I'm fine. I mean, that's yeah. what Fury said. I also saw Eddie Hearn say that. I was expecting Eddie to shit all over this, and Hearn was like, oh, yeah, the, I, May 18th doesn't, you know, I, I think they can give it a go, a go on May 18th. Like, I don't think that the Saudi officials would just throw out May 18th if they didn't feel like it could happen. Like, what's the point of, of saying it? Why not just say June freaking 8th or something? Like, why May 18th? Like, that, that, if they don't believe that they think that he can get in there and give it a go.
1: Dan listen, he can he can fight next month realistically. That cut will be closed. It'll be, it'll, it won't be healed, obviously, but it'll look okay. And he can step in the ring and fight. Like that that's just that's just the nature um of this game. And, and fights of this magnitude, yeah. I mean, get this fight in as early as you can, especially if he's in shape. Um, I get it. I get it. I mean, he's been cutting fights before, uh, right over that eye as well. The auto by was that same one, it was just much bigger. Yep. But um, that is a deep cut. It looks like it went into the the meat of that Oof. of that muscle above the eye. Um, so yeah, it's 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 going to take some healing, but listen, we're warriors, dude, and this is a lot of money, a lot if, of money. If if I'm going in there and I'm getting paid the kind of money these guys, I am. It's a cut's not really going to stop me. I'm gonna I'm gonna get that thing stitched up. I'm gonna <laughs> do my best to get to get to fight night, um, as as healthy as I can. But if I mean, I'm not hundred, like, if I'm not hundred percent
0: healed, oh well. That's what I mean. Like how many t- fights did you go into not a hundred percent? But you you know Every you guys percent. only have a certain amount of years, athletes, to make that money make that top dollar so i'm sure for you like you had to find find something else in there (laughs) until i went
1: went into fights with broken hands like literally broken bones in my hands or my wrist um just because i couldn't i couldn't um i couldn't not fight and also i didn't have insurance so I needed the fight insurance. To, That's uh, to real
0: get. fighting, right? This is not what you're yeah. going to hear. you not going to hear this from Tyson Fury, who's got millions, <laughs> millions of dollars. But, you know, yeah. he has a lot of money, Fury, and he's made a fortune. We get that. But, you know, he was saying, like, how can you – Pretend that you know I I I'm faking this. Like this is the biggest fight of me career, and it's the biggest fight. I get. Like it's the yeah. biggest money fight for me. So I I do believe him there. Um, I understand. I do too. Don't believe him. Um, Usyk's train uh manager uh Ilgus uh what is it uh Klamis. Klamis, yeah Cleanus yeah. He had he just... uh, one of the most insane lines, uh, most insane quotes that I've ever seen in boxing, and this is a sport that's produced some of the most insane quotes. He said he had his bitch. Hit him over the face with a frying pan. Wait, that was real? I thought that was a meme. That was a real quote. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So Fury brings it up in the interview. He says, first of all, don't call me a coward, Egus, ever again. I'm a blank, blank, blank. I've gotten up off the canvas. I'm a 10 times. I'm a this, that, and the other three time world champion and all that. And he goes, if you ever say another thing, call my wife a bitch again, I'm going to put off, I'm going to whatever. I'm going to take you out and and is like I never said any. I wasn't talking about your bitch I wasn't talking it was amazing and he's like well who did you mean then and he didn't he didn't say he's like you said my bitch so keep keep her out of, keep Paris uh, Fury out of this I've watched at home with the Fury she's a great mother uh to about 35 different furies but yeah uh, I don't understand <laughs> the, the Usyk side of this
1: Box is wild man right Ooh, I, I literally I literally thought that was a comedy meme I didn't think that, that was that's that weird. What I know.
0: I, I put it out on our Instagram. I was like, you know, just put out these quote cards are, are crazy. And and you know, he didn't apologize either. You guess he said, No, I stand by it. You know, he's a coward. I was like, Oh, geez, Ooh. crazy, wow. man. So, um, some of the other big news um from this interview was um his excellency's turkey. We're gonna call him turkey from here on out. I'm sure people mm-hmm. are tired of hearing his excellency turkey. Um, in a uh attempt to make good on all this and assure us that. Read season is a well is alive. Tells us June first, better BF versus Vol. Finally Hell getting yes. into the ring. Hell we have a yes. date. When it comes out of the mouth of Mister Turkey, you know it it means business. So he goes a- out. He goes ahead of top rank. He goes ahead of Matchroom and says June first, we're getting it. Finally undisputed light heavyweight. We talked about this fight, you know, at length. We talked about it after Better BF's last win. Are you still leaning? He's still feeling like better. It's better Biev now because he had the the most recent spectacular win compared to Bibal's UD that he had on the day of reckoning. So I always leaned
1: Bibal, and I have for years, and I think I've talked about that on our air um, mm-hmm. on the past shows. Um, it's definitely closing. I'm not sure. I'm I'm picking better Biev. I'm actually not sure about picking either guy at this point. Um, as we get closer to that fight, we can still have still, a lean though. We can lean. Yeah, I'm I'm I would say I'm probably leaning towards better Biev now. I think that um, what he showed in that Callum Smith fight was very impressive. And he just seems like he's streaking I had a lot of questions about his age and that jaw situation because he took so much time off. That was answered in the Callum Smith fight, so that 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 makes me lean a little bit towards better. But we're splitting hairs here. As we get closer to the fight, you know, it's June first. We have a couple months, and I really start to break down these guys mm-hmm. in the ring. I'll have a better understanding of where I'm I'm going. But yeah, man, they, 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 it is it is switched the the dial for me. I have went I have gone full 100% bival to. Hey, man, I can see better Bitterbee you winning this fight.
0: Yeah, and not only that, like. Now we have a date, you know, June 1st. It came right from, from Saturday. The biggest a fight I think can happen in the sport, honestly. Yes. I, 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 and not in terms of, like, marketability because both right. these guys are just, like, neither of them speak really good English and, and all that. But I think in terms of skill, in mm-hmm. terms of sheer skill, in terms of— And danger. And danger. Yeah. In terms of skill, in terms of danger, in terms of all four belts being on the line, better be B b-ball, I believe, is the best skill matchup you could make in the sport right now, hands down.
1: Yeah, and I, I think we've actually done this on past shows because we were, like, close to getting this, like, a year ago. And we were, like, we were talking about how good this fight is and kind of how he was falling under the radar. I think finally now, though, people are really opening their eyes to this, that this is a man- magnificent matchup, and literally one for the ages. And uh, so I'm, I'm I'm happy that it's kind of happening the way it's happening. And honestly, both guys, they I didn't see a decrement in their abilities. Bivol, uh, you know, he looked good against Arthur, but he had a guy who wasn't really engaging. And Bivol did what Bivol does. A lot of, he's had a lot of fights like that. Um, his timing looked good. His distance a good. Everything he does well, he he was able to to use in that fight. And then better be of actually, I think he looked better than I've ever seen him. So I, I we're I feel like we're getting these guys pretty close to to their primes, even though they're older.
0: Yeah, despite them being in their 30s and and better be of pushing 40, better be of is showing no signs of of weakness b-ball is b-ball um to the throw guys, the got fact that...
1: testosterone level of a 22 year old
0: well that's another thing that too that's going to come into light too what's what's the testing going to be like you know he's a guy that has mm-hmm. pulled out of a lot of fights and his fans out there not to be a conspiracy theorist here there's fans out there that are wondering always wondering why b-ball uh excuse me better bf has all these fight uh postponements but uh on top of that you know it's the traditional fighter uh excuse me it's a traditional boxer versus puncher uh they've been champions in their weight class since kind 2017.
1: Of, kind, of, kind of boxer puncher fight but cuz I don't know man, better be of can box his ass. I know, he's I hate up. to
0: just like I no, I just did something that hate to a lot of people him. are guilty of and that's yeah. just thinking that he's just this brute with power better be of but he is he's known as a punch he's no when you right. think of him you think of brutal power but yes. he's obviously a great boxer on top of it. It's just you got to form it. That's how boxing is. You got to Find the you know break it down to as simple terms as possible. The mover and boxer of B-Ball versus the power of better B F. June first. How about this for a month stretch, Chris? May fourth we have Canelo versus TBD. May sixth we have Inoue. Versus Neri in the Tokyo Dome. May 12th yes. over in Australia, we have Lomachenko versus Cambosos for the vacant IBF. May 12, excuse me, uh, May 18th, Fury versus Usyk. That is the new date for that. And then June 1st, Betterbeev versus B-Ball. a four to five week span with huge fights, undisputed fights, big time implications. Yeah, we might not be getting these fights right now, boxing fans. I mean, we're going to have to wait a little bit, but that's going to be a one heck of a four or five month span.
1: Yeah, and we're going to have a, a lot to cover right here in Inside Boxing Live. I mean, we're we're going to be patiently waiting for the Canelo announcement. Um hopefully it's not what we're hearing, but that's probably what it's going to be, but still, a right, lot a lot there's of there's good things Charlo coming up still? down the pipe.
0: That's yes. the still for Canelo.
1: that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm hearing.
0: Canelo, that's yeah, that's what I'm hearing uh, as well. But you know, Terrence Crawford was bored last night on Twitter, and he put out, Terrence Crawford versus Canelo Alvarez is the biggest fight in boxing <laughs> right now. These are not an opinion. These are facts.
1: I can't really argue with him about that because the, the, the crossover appeal of that fight is going to be massive. Is it the best fight? No. Is it better than better be of Bibble? Absolutely not. But the crossover appeal and the marketability and the commercial aspect of that matchup with, because of who they are is huge.
0: By far, I mean, this is guys that are top four or five in the pound for pound. You got the Mexican fan base, you got Crawford's fans, uh, American on the American side of things, the ticket sellers of of Canelo and 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 Crawford coming off of that huge win, and everyone being interested to see how does he back up that Spence win? Are we looking at an all time great? Then you throw in like you know sm- smaller opponent versus uh, the bigger opponent, in Canelo, and, and can a smaller guy beat a bigger guy, and all that in there. Um, but I am seeing uh, and hearing kind of the same things that are being thrown out there is that like Canelo's might fight Charlo in May uh, and then be- and not Benavidez in September. Or it might be Crawford in September. Does Crawford take a fight in between? Does Crawford take a fight until September? At that point, he would have been out of the ring 15 months. I mean, this is a guy that's always out of the ring. So those are some of the big picture questions in boxing right now. I don't know if, Canelo- if Crawford will take a fight in between Then
1: I don't think he will. Uh, I don't think he will. I, I think uh, the, the, all the moving parts to make that make that happen are going to be really tough. And I don't think we want to risk any kind of situations um, like we're dealing with with, with Fury and, and Usyk. Um, he's going to have a very small window to get that fight. It's, it's going to be September or bust. If hmm. that fight doesn't happen in September, I don't see Crawford and, and Canelo ever fighting. So right. I think he's going to do everything he can to make sure he gets there.
0: I think a future episode we're going to do is the most obvious fights you can make at every weight class. I like we'll that. S- we'll start at like 112 and we'll go up to heavyweight because right now in boxing, last year, 2023, there was all- so many obvious fights that were had to be made, right? It was like Spence Crawford, obvious fight that had to be made, and it was. Ryan Garcia versus Javante Davis, obvious fight that had to be made. Right now, there's just like a lot of uncertainty about like, what's the, what's the fight that has to be made that isn't already scheduled? Uh, you know, Better Brave and Bevo are fighting. Fury and Usyk are fighting. Like, Ryan Garcia has too many options. Devin Haney has too many options. Jonathan Davis has too many too many options. Uh, Terrence Crawford uh, is going after uh, Canelo. Charlo's out of the picture. Like, there isn't... It's like a little murky right now. There's there's not that obvious fight uh, that's out there that's not already scheduled.
1: Yeah, we should definitely do that, and we, we should have... Your picks versus my picks. What do what we think and decide what, which ones we think and why? Because, like you said, because it is murky, there's there's room for, di- for discussion about yeah. which fight is the best one in the weight class. I, I like that idea.
0: We'll do it when there's not as much news because we have a midweek episode coming out for uh, Tia Fimo, Um because he's fighting Jermaine Ortiz Thursday night over on uh, ESPN. Um, this past weekend, let's get into this. Connor Ben goes the distance with Pistol Pete Dobson for Ben. It's his second straight decision. This is after a long line of knockout wins. Chris, we know your history uh, with Conor Ben, and everyone's tweeting me, what does Chris think, and I'm reading tweets. Chris Algieri such a classy guy. He can say so much more, and he's not saying anything right now. But I'll ask you now. This is our podcast. Uh, what did you make of uh, our guy, Conor Ben and uh, his performance against Pete Dobson?
1: Listen, silence is golden. I don't think I have to say anything that's not obvious. So uh, where'd the power go? I mean, now he's he's, but also he's fighting guys that are are not undersized. He's not picking up forty pounders. Moving up to one forty seven, he's fighting guys that are actually forty seven. But the, the, the issue here is, listen, he was off for a while. He came back, um, didn't look particularly great when he fought. Uh, was that Orozco a uh, couple couple months back? But again, last minute kind of fight. They just kind of snuck it under the radar because of all the allegations and everything's going on with the the BBOC and and UCAD. And then he gets this fight. And it looked like a handpicked guy he's someone that, you know, that we know from New York. He's been out of the ring. Um, you know, they're fighting at 151, and not only did he not hurt Pete, he wasn't able to put him down. He wasn't able to, to deter him from coming forward. Um, but beyond that, I think, I think he's regressing. He showed a lot of defensive issues. He was getting hit with right hands pretty much, but I mean, Pistol Pete didn't throw many shots. But what he did, I mean, he had a pretty high accuracy. And he was landing some good, clean yes. right hands. You know, uh Ben was backing out straight with his hand down, which is uh, you know, a, a mistake that he didn't always do. And and it seems like he's regressing in terms of his technique, regardless of, you know, what we're talking about in terms of uh all the allegations and, and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, these last two fights, he's it's almost like he's just falling in love with his power and he's like, oh, I'm gonna every time I hit somebody, they're gonna go to dust. And now when they don't, you're starting to see the 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 lack in experience and the lack in the technical proficiency that um, yeah I mean if you if you if you always just work about work on your power and then it doesn't it doesn't age you you're gonna be in trouble
0: yeah exactly I think you, the more you see of something and the more you see of a fighter uh, you start to see everything you start to see their weaknesses more than their strengths and for a while we're only seeing his strengths and obviously the allegations are out there and and it's not resolved yet and and all that we don't have to add too much to that because everyone has either made up their mind. Or we don't know the truth. Are we ever going to get the truth? Are we ever going to get a settlement on this? He's fighting in Las Vegas, uh, uh, you know, in the afternoon. Um, They're going, they're skirting around ways for for that. And they're also uh, trying to get into that um, UK market. And that's my question. And, And next is like... Is he still marketable? You gotta believe he is, for because Matram is still, you know, aligned with him. and Eddie Hearn is still willing to put, uh, you know, his neck on the line. Whatever you want to say about Eddie Hearn and and boxing promoters, but you know, you're seeing a lot of people call him out. You're seeing Devin Haney, not exactly call him out, but but mention him. You're seeing a lot of UK fighters mention him. Javante Davis. This is the latest. Javante Davis and Conor Ben going back and forth to the point where where Davis is just firing off five or six tweets. He's he's showing us screenshots where Eddie Hearn is, you know drop it into the DMS and saying, are you, do you really want this fight? And, 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 uh, you know, Javante is saying, yeah, I, I, I do. So that's what I'm trying to figure out here. It, does it still make sense for these contenders? Does it still make sense for these champions, uh, to get into the ring with Ben? Is he still that marketable, uh, overseas, uh, to make these big fights?
1: It it seems to me that Eddie is trying to put a square peg through a, a round hole with Ben, and he's been he's trying to recoup whatever he's built up into the into the the guy's career going forward. So obviously, they've going through a, they've been blowing through a ton of money to get get this guy back out there, um, skirting a lot of the rules. Uh, stepping around things, hurting his image, which I think is what you were alluding to. Um, and just the handling of a lot of the things that he's that, how he's handled a lot of these things has really turned people off. Um, I don't know how big, how popular he is in, in the UK compared to here, but I mean, if you read comments, there, there's not a lot of positivity coming back on, on, on these comments. And, um, you know, on the, on the, the back end of a performance like he did on Saturday night against pistol Pete, who was an unheralded guy from New York. Um, Calling out those names doesn't really make sense. It looks like you're trying to cash out.
0: Yeah, it doesn't like, make sense. Like from yeah. from like uh, it doesn't make sense from a, a competitive standpoint.
1: No, but like you can, those guys will take those fights because it's a sterling record of a guy that doesn't look that dangerous anymore. So right. you can, you know, that's why when uh, Davis is or or Tank is go out there and goes, yeah, I'll, I'll fight him. He obviously saw something. He goes, oh yeah, I, I'm gonna beat that guy. You know, I don't I don't need this fight. This isn't a fight I need, but. Yeah, I could beat that guy, and it would be good, right. a good name on my record.
0: There's a lot of people that would like to tune in to watch him get pasted. Um, that's just, like, something that goes well beyond just Conor Ben. That's just, like, a formula that Mayweather used for years. And there's but that's that part out of
1: popularity there. as well. That's important yeah. for, yeah. Know, so love or hate you tuning in.
0: Right. I, I don't see him, like, getting to that championship level. Like, I don't see him um, getting better in there. Like, I, I obviously see him regressing, like you just talked about. But, you know, he's getting the attention of some of these names. Like, will he fight Durante Davis? Probably not. I mean, Conor Ben rehydrated to 170 pounds yeah, on wow. fight night. I mean, we're talking about Durante Davis, who – has fought at 140 once. Who put a rehydration clause on Ryan Garcia? Like, yeah, this is all fun and games now on Twitter in 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 February uh, to watch this all play out. But you know, Ben. I, I, also, they might be desperate enough, team. Uh, you know, team Ben. They might be desperate enough to accept the hydration clause and 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 go. You know, make obviously Javante the, the A side and take all of his demands to step into the ring because I feel like right now, even Eddie said it is that you know everyone's calling us out right now because they see like a big. A big money fight and an opponent that's there for the taking uh so they might be willing to to play ball might be willing to put it on pbc and and all that so uh if you're interested in that he's not going anywhere the connor ben saga rolls on but i would agree with you i was not that impressed with him inside the ring
1: yeah no like i said the, the the defense not setting things up just loading up on power shots especially early on and then the gas tank you know he didn't he 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 the Orozco fight was actually impressive because he came on late and was like really, really pushing. This fight wasn't that wasn't like that he was getting hit with shots. It seemed like he got stung a few times from 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 Dobson. so yeah I, I have to agree that on the on the back end of that performance, it's really difficult to start throwing out names like Terence Crawford and Devin Haney and Davis
0: um the other fight this weekend, light heavyweight, domestic dust up, as they like to say over there uh good fight. Boazzi uh, like versus Dan yeah. is good fight. Uh, Beatzzi drops him twice. Um, wins a, a decision in a nice, uh, competitive, fun fight at 175. You know, Boazzi, you know, he's hot and cold. Um, I think he's a, he's, a, he's a contender. I think he's a damn good fighter at 175. There's some names for him. He can fight maybe better BFB ball winner, and he can fight um, Anthony Yard. He wants to stay on you know, domestic ground and kind of wait out uh, better BFB and B ball. But I really liked what I saw out of Bawazi.
1: Yeah, I I did, too. I've been a fan of him for a little bit. Um, He was a guest commentator with me uh, back in San Antonio when Bam Rodriguez fought Quadras, And I got to talk to him a little bit off air and on air. And, you know, we were talking about the business side and and where he sees himself. And I I was very impressed. Mm hmm. Obviously, he's got the 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 amateur background. He's got the physicality. He's a good athlete. But he also it seemed to me from what my conversation with him, he had the mindset too. And um, I just wrote a, a, an article that highlight highlighted this fight, the, uh, the Ibouazzi Aziz fight, because I was very you wrote an article. Yeah, yeah, I write articles for ProBox TV. Well, look I at
0: you, a, bro. I know yeah, you're a professor. Called, I know you grade papers. I know you write
1: them too. Yeah, it's called Chris Algieri's School of Thought. So Love got, that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. So we I, I I was talking about the light heavyweight division, obviously because it better be than Bibble um and then i highlighted the this fight because i think it there's a lot of implications for the winner here um i was leaning towards buatsi and he impressed because these mm-hmm. is a tough guy man he's a, he's a throws dangerous a lot of guy throws a lot of punches he's got long arms he's got good power but i i in the article i said it, like he's got an it factor too he, he he finds shots and he can he he's a dangerous guy sometimes you, you can't see some of the shots that he lands um but Buatzi was just too sharp, too clean, too strong. Took the punches too well. I mean, showed a great chin. So yeah, good fight. And I think I think he's one of those guys. He's going to be next in line for these big fights. If you told me that he was fighting Bibble, I would be like, I mean, obviously after after Better P or either one of them, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, line them up. That's that's a great fight.
0: Yeah, he's already talking about I'll fight Anthony Yard and you know I he makes some fight. a lot of money there, and that's a banger. And you know, just don't wait and see what happens with better BF and B Like go out no. and, and keep your momentum going. And uh, I would love Yard versus uh Buatzi, but that was a, a nice fight over uh in, in the UK. Um Ben Whitaker, I know you want to touch on Ben Whitaker. Um he's doing something that a lot of fighters I feel like need to do. He needs to do something where people get talk about you you know it, it, he's showboating in there he's a former olympian uh I, I just saw the video i didn't see his fight but i just saw the highlight reel i was like oh my god that's like bugs bunny stuff like he was like throwing back behind the back punches you know this is a guy that won a silver uh, a silver medal like you, maybe you see this in like the youtuber stuff but you know what he's getting people to talk about him obviously he has skills uh do you have an issue with the showboating what do you think of ben whitaker
1: well first of all he's, he's fantastic and the things that he's able to do in the ring are are really something else um i mean the guy got on sports center like people you know he's obviously getting news it's working i didn't see that um, yeah but you know they the uh or at least that was on their their uh instagram page i think okay, yeah but, that um, matters but yeah no it matters and um you know the issue and i think i've 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 read some some comments mostly from fighters people who are in the sport you know it's like do you, you have to showboat so hard you know you're fighting guys that are literally lined up to to get knocked out Yeah, his opponent was
0: 10 and 14
1: yeah, he had 13 losses, you know, so that's yeah, the it's different if you're Terrence Crawford and you are uh, dogging Spence while you're beating him up and knocking him out.
0: Talking to okay. Jamel Charlo in the crowd, you're right. making your plans for later.
1: That's that's a one trash talking and showboating and and, and nobody's going to going to knock that. But when you got a guy who's 10 and 14 who maybe took the fight on short notice, who's fighting for a paycheck and you're sitting there dogging him out that way. Um, it was, and, and, and from when I was watching the fight, even in the corner, his, his coaches were like, Hey, end it this round. Okay. Like, it seemed like they were even like, dude, what do you stop playing with your food and mm. end it this round? Let's not, let's not get hit with something stupid. I was like, get cut. And he went out there and he knocked him out that round. It was, it was very, very impressive.
0: Yeah. I mean, skills. listen, bro, this is, I've been saying this for, for years, you got to figure out a way to cut through the noise. Uh, yeah. Don't do it all the time. I mean, you yeah. know, one, one time, like you said, don't be, you don't want to be that guy. Yes. Don't you be don't that be guy. That guy don't be that guy. Um, you're right. But if you can find a way onto Instagram, uh, you know, ESPN or Sports Center or just Twitter. And, and now Ben Whitaker, I saw his name all over the timeline yesterday. I mean, it, it helps. He obviously has got the skills and they will progress him. Um, one last story. End uh, on a high note, I was in Orlando this weekend calling fights for most valuable prospects. Uh, Jake Paul's promotion. It's not YouTuber fights. These are legitimate prospects mm-hmm. coming up the ranks. H2L Silv, uh, Ashton Silva was the main event. He picked up a nice win over Esteban Falcao. But in the co-main event, Chris, there's this guy, Julian Quiet Storm Smith. And he's called the Quiet Storm because he's deaf. He is yeah. legally deaf. He had hearing until about age five. He got meningitis as a kid, lost his hearing. And from Chicago... Uh, had a nice amateur career, but nothing nothing crazy. Won a few Golden Gloves he- here and there and kind of like taught himself how to box, you know, f- linked up with a few PAL coaches, this, that, and the other. Uh, turns pro and has some success. He fought on one of our cards. Uh, he got a win. He went viral because uh, his sign language guy was telling him th- the decision in the ring. Uh, I took the video and uh, it so went viral. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. And he was ecstatic. And he got invited to fights with Jake Paul and and all that. And He's now become a a leader of the deaf community and and, uh, disability community too. So he he loses a tough fight in our last event. And we bring him back and we put him in there. Um, MVP puts him in there against a guy named Arestes Velasquez, who is trained by Ishmael Salas, who has 300-plus Cuban uh, amateur fights, is uh, ranked ninth by the WBA, 8-0 with seven knockouts. Um, I personally thought... That kind of heading into this fight, Julian Smith was going to get probably stopped. I was like, all right, this well, he, is a bridge. He was a big underdog, right? Huge underdog, bro. Like yeah. Velasquez was a minus 2,500 favorite. Like, we're not wow. going to, we might not see a bigger upset this year in terms of odds. Wow. So the fight starts and Quiet Storm told us in the uh, fighter meeting, I said, dude, how are you going to go after this guy? He's a, he's a, he's a power puncher. Are you going to fight fire with fire? And Smith goes, I'm going to fight fire with lava. <laughs> he does it in sign language. You know. I'm like, oh it. my god, this guy's gonna take it to the power puncher. I guess that's what you gotta do against power punchers. So I'm like, all right, let's see if he's actually gonna do this. First round, uh, drops him. Drops. Julian Smith drops Velasquez, and I'm, we're sitting ringside, meeting Nonito Donaire and Wade Plum, and we're like, oh my god, oh, oh my god, is a flash knockdown, and uh, is it a real knockdown? No, he was like legit hurt. Second round staggers him with some right hands. The guy could knock it out of the way of, of a right hand. Middle rounds get a little hairy because Velasquez started holding. Uh, he started to take away that right hand, some veteran tactics, started landing a, a punt, some punches of his own. I'm like, all right, they're probably going to give this guy a decision. It's an eight-round fight. He's the A-side, Velasquez. But then Smith, uh, he, there was like an accidental headbutt, and uh, Velasquez is dazed, and Smith pounces, stops him in the ninth. Guy quits on his stool. His mom comes into the ring. She's crying. You know, They're lifting him up on his shoulders. He's crying. I look over at Nonito. I'm crying. He's like, We have tears in our eyes because it's like a real-life Rocky story. <laughs> And I really wanted to highlight that Julian quiet storm Smith. There's a lot of bad stories in boxing, a lot of negative stuff. This was like one of the cooler things that I got to see. And I was like, damn, I got to call that fight. And it had crazy moments. There were 10, seven rounds, 10, eight rounds. There was head butts. There was holding. It was a wild Everything. one, but shout out to Julian quiet storm Smith. You're my hero,
1: man. I love it. And I was just looking, I got to watch that fight. I got to go back and watch it. I didn't get a chance to, but it's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, his opponent, man, I've seen him. Arestas yeah. Velasquez is a badass, dude. He's a 30 year old Cuban, he's a puncher. Um, he he beat Mohamed Sumaro, who we've had on our air on Probox TV, who's a very tough guy. Um, he beat Marcelo Nicolas, Nicolas Lopez, who's dude. He beat really Salgado
0: and uh, who's the world champion in his second or <laughs> third fight. I know Salgado's yeah. probably past it at that point, but still, but still,
1: the, 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 you know, you there's so
0: much belief in this guy, man.
1: That's yeah, that's that's super impressive. Not only did was he a big underdog, but he actually beat like a really good guy.
0: And, yeah. Uh, and like, that's he's awesome. Got, and he's got, you know, so many things were stacked against him. Like, obviously the, not just like being deaf, but like he, he didn't have good training coming up. He's just like a Chicago, you know, PAL amateur with golden gloves. Like the, 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 the cards were stacked against him. <laughs> seven and, seven In life. and two,
1: seven and two fighting a guy eight and oh. Like yeah, you've got seven seven KOs. That's
0: Everything great. was stacked against That's this awesome. guy. You know, out of the ring, now even inside the ring. You know, the uh, you know, Artest Velasquez is trained by Ishmael Salas, who's like one of the best yep. trainers. Yep. It just was awesome. It was awesome to see an upset. It was awesome to see that. So shout out Quiet Storm. You're the, you're the man. And uh, Also, that's one of the best nicknames around because right? obviously he had such a good nickname. The Quiet Storm. Like He came in like the Undertaker too. Um, a lot of questions because people are like, how does he hear the bell? Like he, he can hear vibrations and stuff. Uh, the referee has to like really be on top of things because sometimes yeah. Julian um, – he, he, he won't he won't hear the the vibrations he won't hear the bell and he'll continue to fight uh after the bell is is wrong and the opponents don't understand but now that this is the third time he's fought on mvp so they kind of understand bring but him back bring he's back. Co- oh he's definitely he got the whatever the wba regional bell he had it at the after party um he was just a humble dude like he was facetiming everyone like it was it was pretty freaking cool to see up, up close
1: great story great yeah we end there
0: we end with a nice positive note um what's what's our line uh, protect yourselves at all times keep your hands up at all times stay out of those dms unless you got some tips on us because we're heading to vegas